0: In this episode, we talk to entrepreneur and pastor Ken White, who tells us his journey of starting a church and what it actually means to frame your world. You're listening to the Good
1: Gossip Podcast. All right, we're back. Season two, episode two is what they tell me. I was thinking episode 14, but, you know, we're going to break this thing into seasons. You so like
0: the bigger numbers. That's I what guess it so. <laughs> it feels good. Like,
1: yeah. like you know, that we're seen in multiple countries. Like, how many countries are we seeing? Thirteen. 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 Thirteen countries around the world. <clears throat> my name is Todd Revis. You are on the Good Gossip Podcast, and I'm here with my best friend, Melissa Elizondo. Hello. And we are back at it again. I hope you enjoyed last week. We just spent a little time getting to, getting to know each other again, getting to uh, talk about what we did over the summer. And we told you at the end of the episode that we have a guy, one of our friends here, mm-hmm. and his name is Ken White, and you're going to love Ken. And we're going to get going with some stories and some questions. Yes. And thank you for being here, man. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Glad to be here. And you dressed up too, in your Cubs. I'm dressed down. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, usually when
0: I see him, yeah. he's in yeah. a soup. Down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so Ken is is a pastor of the church here in town, and mm-hmm. and um.
0: But I met him before he was a pastor. Me too. Yeah. So I met him about five years ago. Uh, we were in a networking group together, and uh, mm-hmm. and you were selling security systems, and I know you still are. And you shared a video of Earl Nightingale with us. Yes. Um, it's something I listen to on YouTube several times a year to get myself realigned. Yes. And uh, I want and you are, for me, when I think of somebody who really knows how to speak, I said, life into my life, you're, you're one of those people who speaks life. And so I Thank wanted you. you to kind of tell us a story about, man, how you came to that realization that God created us for more and that we could do more with our life and, and have good stuff and abundance and a good life.
3: All right. Well, thank you for inviting me here today. Yeah. Um, and I just believe that that is the way God has created us. Um, I kind of had a vague picture of that years ago, uh, you know, like a Polaroid in a dark room, you wait <laughs> for it to develop and mm-hmm. you just, and it finally developed for me one day through the Bible. Uh, looking at the word of God. And uh, two verses kind of came to me to create this thought process. And one of them is in Hebrews chapter 11, where it said that God framed the worlds by his spoken word. And so I began to meditate on that. He framed the worlds by what he spoke. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. If God has no beginning Mm -hmm. and he's has no ending he's alpha and omega so he was there before the world was there so i began to think about this okay he's he's by himself it's just him he's god he's all alone and maybe he's just thinking right like i'm by myself there's no heaven, there's no earth, there's no people, there's no oceans, there's no and maybe he just start thinking all of this stuff. So he began, I'm just thinking, like, he's sitting there just thinking, I'm all alone. There's nothing here. So then he framed the the sort of Bible said he framed the worlds by his spoken word. So that tells me everything had to start in his mind. Mm-hmm. Right? yeah.
2: Because
3: he's thinking about it. Like, okay, what do I want to see? So he's thinking, what does he want to see? And he said, hmm, I'd like to see a sun, a moon, stars, planets, animals, spiders,
1: giraffes. Why well, do you have to say spiders?
3: <laughs> I love <that>. Frogs. <laughs> hate butterflies. Okay caterpillars, all of this stuff he wanted to see, right? Mm -hmm. So he thought about it. Then after he thought about it, he said, how's it going to get here? Just because you think about something doesn't mean you're going to see it. We all have thoughts, right? I think there's over 10,000, 20,000 thoughts we get a day. Just because you think about something doesn't mean you're going to do it you're gonna act on it, but some thoughts you think about and you say, "Hmm, that's a good thought, let me do that. So God said, let there be light. So what's that tell me? In Genesis, if he said, let there be light, that means he had to be sitting in darkness, Hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Let there be light, so that means for eons of time, he was sitting in darkness. But he I don't think he just wanted to be in darkness. I don't think he just wanted to be alone. So this is why he said, let there be light. And then the Bible says in Genesis, there was light. So he had to speak, let there be light. Mm-hmm. But just because he thought about it, doesn't mean it's gonna manifest. See, we can think about stuff, but until you speak it, it won't manifest. So he spoke and he said, let there be light. And then the Bible saying there was heaven and earth. Okay, so let's rewind that. Heaven and earth was there, but it was no light to it. You see, you can have thoughts of what you wanna see, what you want to behold, what you want to become, but until you put words to it and speak it out, it's just gonna sit in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. How many times you had a thought and just sat on it? Mm-hmm. How many times you had a vision just sat on it? How many times you wanted to see something you just sat on it? Mm-hmm. And then years later, you see somebody else doing
0: <laughs> We're like, mm-hmm. what you thought about, <laughs> yeah.
3: right? Yep. Because a thought, once it hits you, once the thought hits you, if you don't act on it, that thought is just gonna go somewhere else and somebody may grab it and manifest it. So God said, let there be light and there was light. And so Genesis tells us, he created the heavens and the earth, so he created it, but now he had to speak to it. So you can create something like write it down on a piece of paper or have a rough draft of something. But until you take action and put to what you wanna see, it's just there. So God made heaven and earth and then he spoke light to it so he could see. But he didn't finish there. He didn't finish there. So back in Genesis, he said, I wanna make man in my image. So when you think about the word image, I think about the word imagination. Mm-hmm. Right? We all have imaginations, right? Remember as kids growing up before we had Xboxes and stuff, <laughs> we, we would play, play outside <laughs> yeah. and, <you> know, <laughs> on, Christ, on Christmas Day. <laughs> mm-hmm, the streets was full of kids. Mm-hmm. You go out on Christmas with Day today. And- <clears throat> ain't nobody outside. Everybody's inside with technology, mm-hmm. right? But as kids, us growing up, we didn't have all this stuff. So we had to imagine, we had to create a game, make up some type of game to play. Mm -hmm. You, You be this and I'll be that. And we had a lot of fun. So God made us in his image and in his likeness. So if God, who created the worlds by what he spoke, and he said, you know what? I want man, I want Todd, I want Melissa, I want Ken to be like me. I want them to imagine, what do you want to see? So he made us in his image and in his likeness. So Genesis 1 and 26 says this, I am giving you, man, dominion of the earth. Right? Mm-hmm. He didn't say. He didn't say he wanted dominion of the earth. He said, I give man dominion of the earth. Right? Mm-hmm. So if he made me and you in his image to have dominion, when I think of the word dominion, I think of the word dominate.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Right? So what am I saying? God is saying, I want you to Dominate your area. I want you to dominate your space. I want you to dominate your mind. I want you to dominate what you want to see. Take dominion of that thought. Take dominion of the environment that you want to create and dominate it. Dominate your field dominate your dreams, dominate your expertise, dominate your goal. God didn't say he was gonna dominate it. He said, I made man to take dominion. So man, you have to take dominion of our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Man, you have to take dominion of what we want to see. And you have to open up your mouth and say, this will happen. This will take place. And the Bible talks about write the vision and make it plain. So you write it down, you create the vision for it, and the scriptures say show them. In other words, once you write your vision out, you show Todd. Todd, you show her. You show me. this is my vision. This will happen, and it says show them so they can run with it. Who is they? They is whoever is in your sphere of influence to go out and do what you want. To see
0: interesting now, I feel, and tell me where this comes into scripture, I feel God uses us for His purpose, no matter what. Uh-huh. So even I had a friend a conversation with a friend who felt like God was trying to send them somewhere, but they were kind of fighting it, and I was like, well, uh-huh. God's still gonna use you where you're at, you know? Uh-huh. you just gotta take control of what you're gonna do, you know uh-huh. and and so where would that play into scripture with the people who are saying, Uh, Because I told you, this is one of the conflicts I have in in church is that people don't believe that they have power over their life. They feel like God just is giving or not giving or the devil's this, the devil's that. And I'm like, no, you have more more control than you think. Right. (laughs) So I'll
3: give you a couple of stories in the Bible since we're in the Bible. There's a story in the Bible in Kings where there was a famine in Israel. And there were four leprous men. Outside of the gate. So back then, if you had leprosy, you couldn't be around other people. They would either kill you or excommunicate you out of the community. So the famine had got so bad. But the Bible says that these men looked, these four guys, they looked at themselves and they they said, we're going to die. There's no food. But if we go inside the gate, they got food in there. So they said in this conversation, either we're going to die out here, or once we go in there, they're going to kill us. Either way, we're going to die. So they made a conscious decision of what they was going to do. They decided, I'd rather go in there where the abundance is die at. Die hungry, or die <laughs> full. <laughs> die full, Die getting. die with a piece of steak in my mouth, <laughs> or die with this dead turtle dove, <laughs> what, what are we gonna do here? Yeah. So they decided to go into the gate. And the Bible says when they start going into the gate, that there was a sound that sounded like an army. God got involved, right? And the, uh, the military camp who was covering the gate, they heard this sound that sounded like an army coming, but it was really just four guys. And the Bible say that they panic because they thought they was about <laughs> to be an attack. So they, the Bible say they took off and fled. <laughs> and when they took off and fled, these four lepers guys saw all of a sudden they had all this wealth, all this food. All this, so these four guys, they never held a conversation with God about what should we do? They held it within themselves. Mm-hmm. And then God got involved. You see, God is a chess player, but he always gives man the first move. God always gives you the first move and he will make the second move. In other words, you do what you're capable of doing, which is natural. And then he comes in and put his supernatural on your move. Right, It's called faith. It's called stepping out on faith. So he sits back and he's watching. Are you going to believe what you think you can do? Are you going to believe that? Are you going to stay here and live in fear? Right? But if he sees you stepping out on faith, he said, oh, I see what you're trying to do. Let me help you. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Let me get involved.
2: Yeah.
3: Let me... Open that window of heaven. Let me create more space for what you want to see. So when I stepped out on Frame, I was just in my living room. Years, three years later, next thing you know, he say, "Oh, just gonna start in your living room. I'm just gonna start in my living room." And we've went from living room to hotel to funeral home to hotel (laughs) to now here, and we believe in. The best is yet to come because we're just going to keep stepping out and believing God to help us as we do what we can naturally mm-hmm. for him to do what he can do supernaturally. So he always watches you to make the first step. And then he says, OK, I'm going to get involved with that.
0: OK, so let's talk real quick, though, about bad things happen in this world.
3: Bad things happen.
0: So whenever I first started hearing about this framing your world and stuff, I think I get a lot of pushback about oh that's prosperity, which I don't think is bad <laughs> you know like I think that I think God loves me and wants good things for me and wants me to do things right. to help further his kingdom but so where does you know evil come into play?
3: Where does evil come into play? God is a god of abundance mm-hmm. If you read Genesis, The Bible talks about how he used the word, the first word he used in our English mathematical grammar, he used the word multiply. He said, take dominion, be fruitful, and multiply. Fruitful means abundance, more than enough multiply he didn't say add he didn't say subtract he didn't use the word divide why in genesis would he use the word multiply if you had a hundred dollars and god says melissa multiply that hundred dollars what does that mean
0: i'm gonna go invest it (laughs) right he wants you
3: to have more then enough. Why?
0: For other people.
3: So you can be the blessing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Right? The Bible called Abraham. The Bible said Abraham was the blessing. Mm-hmm. So if you are multiplied, if you are the blessing, guess what you can do in the earth? You can help somebody. You can help go pay someone's light bill. You can go buy someone's groceries you can help someone stop from being but if you're not prosperous and you're broke and you're down and you're out how can you go and help someone right so that immediately moves you from being in his image Mm
0: -hmm. and prosperous for different people is different you know right that doesn't mean i need a billion a billionaire I can just be a thousandaire, (laughs) you know, but I could be a hundredaire. doesn't matter Mm -hmm. as long as I feel blessed and prosperous and in the right mindset to bless Mm -hmm. somebody else or if I have, because we all have abilities and talents. He's given us all kinds of stuff. Um, What I want to say about that though, is that whenever we like, that's where it ties back in for me with Jesus. Like when Jesus said, when they asked him, what are the greatest of all the 10 commandments? And he was like, these love two, your
1: yourself, love your love neighbors as yourself. Love the Lord yourself. your God with all your heart.
0: And then love your neighbors as yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm like,
0: Jesus from His mouth said, "This is what you're supposed to do." Mm-hmm. And then how I love them is different for everybody. But yeah, well, I, I agree. A,
1: there is a, a thought process that I've been studying recently about God. There's many scriptures where God points it back to Him. It's all about Him. Mm-hmm. This is we are. He wants glory. To be fruitful, mm-hmm. to be fruitful and multiply is to, to be fruitful. Now for us is to honor and glorify God with what we do. Right. I believe, and that if we're, if we're not, if what we're doing is for us and for our own gain, that's not glorifying God. Then we shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I believe. Be- Honestly,
0: that book I talked about last episode, the energy of money, when she had a, us write down our goals. They had to tie in to how that was going to help other people. And even she, who wasn't writing from a Christian point of view, was writing from a science point of view, was that if your goals aren't going to be achievable, if they ultimately aren't going to help other people, whether that's your family, your kids, your spouse, your community, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like it it just won't it won't go anywhere it gets congealed in you like your holy spirit ain't going to let it move through you know mm. so that's that's where i tied God into that that book as well and and i tie all this into what jesus said you know
3: correct yeah. correct and that's where he want us to be because if you go back to what i said earlier he said man take dominion man he didn't say christians right Because the word Christians didn't come to thousands of years later. We're still in Genesis, right? God doesn't change. He said, man, take dominion over the earth, be fruitful and multiply. He didn't put no stipulations on what man, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes as Christians or followers of Christ, the enemy has planted thoughts in our mind of we shouldn't be fruitful, we shouldn't be dominating. But if you're saying that, you're taking away what God's original blueprint was, right? Mm -hmm. So then we'll see someone else who's a non-Christian being fruitful and dominating, and we'll go, oh, that's not of God. Yes, it is. Because he said man or mankind Be fruitful and dominate and take dominion of the earth, right? So why do we should feel we should be exempt from that verse? What makes you think that shouldn't be you when it is you? Because he said it, right? Mm -hmm. He told us to be fruitful and multiply. He didn't say be unfruitful and subtract.
0: <laughs> but that's how a lot of us are acting. Divide <laughs> or divide. divide, yeah. That's another. right. Yeah. You
3: say it be fruitful, mm-hmm. so it's a mind shift mm-hmm. that somehow we've lost somewhere amongst us in the church world or as followers of Christ. Oh, we shouldn't
1: be. I know that there's scripture about the the vow of poverty, or you know, you've heard pastors say or people say, yeah, pastors are supposed to be poor. Because they've given everything, you know. Mother Teresa is the greatest example of someone who who starved to death because she gave everything she had away, right? And that's mm-hmm. that was put up as the ultimate way to go. That's the ultimate sacrifice, right? And I'm not going to get into, you know, don't ever. I've never said anything bad about Mother Teresa. She had her calling. Yeah. But um, I I think that's probably part of the food or the 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 stuff that fed that that mindset of you're supposed to be poor a, a potter you know the the pastor gave everything away in the small town where he lived in so that he so that everyone else could prosper and that was his living sacrifice or whatever
3: mm-hmm. right and so, so some yeah. people can take things out of context without finding the real meaning of what God originally wanted and that is what he originally wanted like what brings you more joy when you bless someone right mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: when you're able to go down and uh, this go to Walmart this year and walk in Walmart and say, Hey, I'm Todd. Every toy that's on layaway in here. I want to pay it off. And some single mother is coming in there, oh man, I don't know if I'm, a, and she walks in there and they say, oh, this is, this is paid off by, by Todd, by Melissa. Right? right? You don't have to leave your name. But guess what? Since you were so fruitful, since you've been so blessed, some kids are going to have some stuff or some mom or parent got to go in there and say, put that back. It's mm-hmm. rough. Put that back. Or Thanksgiving, you can put some food on. Hey, I'm buying meals for the elderly. Hey, I heard your your AC is out. This is 80 year old lady, you're on a fixed income. I'm going to call AC Company. Give her a new AC unit. Fruitful. Mm-hmm. You've multiplied. And so feel- now you are a blessing,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right? And then someone, I, why did you do that? God has blessed me.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Let's go back to. So now I want to bless someone else that evil and and um, lack has attacked their life. Mm.
0: Bring light into
3: it. I'm going to bring light into it.
0: Mm. I call those breadcrumbs, by the way, whenever... We've had those moments over the years where we just felt called to help somebody. We heard of a need. We've had even guests on this podcast who heard of a need and they feel called to bring light into that situation. Whether Let it's food light. or help or shelter or whatever. Like, And I feel that that is what we're supposed to do. I feel like that's what Jesus is telling us is take care of each other, you know?
3: Right. Yeah.
0: Um, and so what you're saying with evil is... we were Evil was
3: here on this earth.
0: here, yeah.
3: It doesn't discriminate. Mm-hmm. White, black, red, rich, poor, young. Evil does not discriminate,
2: mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
3: But when evil does come, the scripture tells us, there's a text in the verse that say. Money answereth all things. That's in the Bible, right? Money answereth all things. So someone's lights are out. How are you gonna get these lights on? You gonna pay the bill. Oh, I'm gonna hold a prayer meeting. <laughs> New Memphis utility don't want your prayer meeting.
2: <laughs>
3: There's a family down here that's it's just time got to, go to, to action. To... It's time to go into action. How are you gonna help them out, right? So whenever you, can't, whenever you want to do something mm-hmm. that's big in your mind and you don't have the resources, the first thing that comes to your mind is this term right here. I don't see how I'll be able to do that. Think about that. I don't see how I'm gonna be able to do that. When you say the word, I can't see how I'm gonna be able to do that, that means you are in darkness because you just said, I can't see. Mm-hmm. In other words, you don't have the light
2: mm-hmm.
3: To see how you can help someone. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's where you come in. And say let there be light. Then that when it comes into the term at 126. Be fruitful and multiple. Now you can see. How you can expand this podcast. How can you help the community? Mm-hmm. How you can help someone else? Because you can see it. How can you see it? Because God is blessed you Mm -hmm. to help someone and now that they uh were struggling in an area now they can see how they can make it another day yeah and you now you can tell them what god done for you and if he done it for you he can do it for you too let me introduce you to god Mm
0: -hmm. So let me give you a real practical story how this is working out in my life. (laughs) (laughs) It's really happening for sure. Last episode, I talked about my vision board, talked about my little tiny house community. I put that on my vision board September 6th. On September 12th, I had a dream. Uh, I was kind of in and out of sleep, and I had this crazy vision of this uh, tiny house community with eight little tiny houses on it, a little playground and a grocery co-op with two gardens. (laughs) And it was so detailed, I knew everything about it. I woke up at like 5.30 in the morning and I hand sketched it, it was rough, wrote it all down, everything, wrote it it all down. Took a picture of it, sent Mm -hmm. it to a couple friends of mine, just said, God just gave me this vision.
3: And give it to them and let them run with it. And this is what they've done. It is crazy.
0: Yeah. So I sent it to one friend and (laughs) and they're like, hey, I want to be involved in that. Tell me what you need. Cool. I sent it to my web developer and he said, don't you have a client who's a builder? And I was like, yeah. What happens to be a friend of Todd's that they went to high school with? And so Mm -hmm. I send him an email and I'm like, listen, I'm in the very, very, very beginning stages of this community. Mm -hmm. It'd be, I know it's for it's transitional homes for single families with children that are homeless. And the reason I know that is because of what's been given to me, but it'd be people graduating from family promise who, who can't afford to live in this town. And so I I sent it to him and he said, love the idea. I'm on board. Tell me what you need. And so I end up sending it People would, I'd talk to somebody and they'd say, Oh, you should send it to so and so. They they were talking about doing something like that. So I sent it to them and they're like, Yes, I'm on board. So all of a sudden, I got all these people who are willing to either invest or work it or figure out how to help us happen. And then I sent it to the director of Family Promise, Sarah, and I didn't hear from her for like five days. And I was like, You know, whatever. And one day she texts me, She goes, This pastor just emailed me and said that their congregation is wanting to do some sort of transitional tiny houses too. And, uh, I'm going to connect you. So we had a, a zoom meeting and then, uh, she said, we have land that we're willing to donate. And I mean, it's just been breadcrumb after breadcrumb after breadcrumb. And I'm just like, okay. And so I keep giving this vision to people and dozens of people have come together. And now we're in the process of Designing it, and we have to go by the city. I mean, it's—I have no—I have no idea how far it's going to go, but I have complete faith that image and
3: imagination. (laughs) Yeah, you imagine what you want to see. God made you in His image.
0: Oh, guess how many houses they can fit on this tiny property? That the church—eight, eight.
3: (laughs) Eight. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and guess what? It has a building. Bless eight families. A grocery (laughs) co-op. So it's like, and it has a playground already. Look at that. I know it's the weirdest thing and I really do hope it comes. I have no idea if it will, but I completely believe it will and
3: and you bought the frame someone's world. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So practic- practically this is what's happening to me. This right. Is how now, I you, it you to talk, talk
3: that vision and put it to work and just ah, oh, that's crazy. Guess what? Yeah, wouldn't happen? No one's gonna see it.
1: Yes, yeah. sir, Todd. Your church is called Framing, framing Your World, world, world ministries. ministry. Yes. I love it. And you're growing. You've been growing since your living room. And yes. I ran into you one time because I'm, I'm a part of a new church as well. And yes. we were in it, both in temporary housing at the time, <laughs> right? Yeah. Across the parking lot from each other. Oh, really? yeah. So one morning I was out. Uh, it was, I don't remember, I was there early setting up or something. And I look out and we both kind of just did. We hadn't seen each other in a little yeah, while. Yeah, a little while. And um, we had been in a networking group together. And um, just like we were both processing, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's him. So we went mm-hmm. across, said hi, and he he was in the other building. And so he brought me in, introduced me to everybody that was setting up their church. And, and it was just like, that's so weird. Come with me. So he came right. with me, <laughs> right. introduced him to my pastor and some of the other folks that were there. And that was just like, wow, that is crazy. And then, I mean, it was... I'll tell you. I don't know if you know this, but another pastor of another startup church that started in his living room uh, called me because he knew I was a realtor and said, "Hey, we're, there's this building that came available over by Creekside." That's what he said. And so then I started like, well, "Let's see if I can help this guy." He 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 drove by it. I feel like you know God's telling him to call me. Yeah. And then all <laughs> of a sudden, it was the building that you got. And he was he <laughs> called me and said, "Well, never mind. They already they said they already leased it." And then I find out like a week later that you leased it. And so I didn't have a dog in the fight. It was just like, wow, that's how much these churches are growing in New Braunfels. And one church building, which is really a warehouse space that is created into a wonderful place for a new church. Right. One comes up, it's gone. gone. I know churches in this town that are meeting at 3 o'clock on Sunday because they're using another church's Uh, building. Yeah, and so that's reg- a lot of that going regular on. church at new, you know, at eight o'clock, yeah. nine o'clock, whatever, and then you got this whole other church coming in, tomorrow bar- in their sanctuary. There. Yeah, we have more churches than we have buildings in this town. We have more congregations than we have available space to meet, mm-hmm. and I think that's cool. Yeah, that that's, a you, that's, that's a good thing. That's a great thing. I mean, we're yeah. we're still in that spot, and we have two services now. Yeah, because that's we awesome. couldn't we couldn't hold the people in one. And now we're like, we need one of those spots to come up for us. Right. Yes. We need to think outside the box and uh, pray about where are we gonna go next that we could spread out. Right. We, on Wednesday nights, we got the youth meeting at the pastor's house. We got the children are meeting in the children's building, awesome. and then we're meeting in the, the regular building. Awesome. And wouldn't it be great to have the youth on the same campus and in the right. same spot? But we it's do gonna happen. We, we it will, and we but we have yeah. to do what we have to do in the meantime. Mm-hmm. But I was just it just hit me that that churches are growing like crazy right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you would think it would be the other way around because way of around. COVID and and people, well, I can just watch online. But and that's part of the congregation too. If you yeah, watch you're online, yeah. you're you're still going to you're still watching church. Absolutely. You're you're interacting yeah. with a with a message, but I think it's time people get back to church. Yeah. Because you say forsake you, not the assembly
3: of the right. saints together.
1: And it's I think he's I,
0: calling me out. Not you, not you, not just. <laughs> but I think
1: because guess what? When you're not there, you can't hug anybody, and that's for me. It's, it's fellowshipping, looking at somebody in the eyes, yeah. touching them, hugging them, um, being around them. That mm-hmm. is important, and it's right. not for you. It's for them. Right. God's using you to bless them. Right. So touching, holding, shaking hands, high fiving laughing, being around. There's energy. There. Or
3: someone's going stuff. through something.
1: They need to talk. Right. They need. You're hey, not gonna ever to know that. Hey, you're not gonna ever know if you're watching on right. YouTube, on on Facebook. Yeah, and it's not condemnation. It's think about. Uh, are you able to be a part of the body? The, if it's you're, called the
3: body of Christ. The body of exactly. Christ.
1: Exactly. If you're not there,
3: just you know? like if you got up out the bath out the bed. <laughs> it's two a.m. It's dark, and you got to go to the bathroom real bad. And on your way to the your bathroom, you're pinky toe hit the edge of that dresser, (laughs) right? Your pinky toe hit the edge of that dresser, and you are, you know that split second where you know- It's about to come. I'm about to, it's at the toe, but that nerve- It's coming. It's about to shoot up all the way to the brain. And And the brain's gonna say, pain. Right? Yeah. There's that split that second. That split second. And as soon as that pain hits that toe and that brain, guess what happens to your body?
1: Your whole body felt that. You can't do anything with the rest right? of your body because of that pinky Your whole toe.
3: body <laughs> felt it, even though it just hit your pinky toe. Now guess what the body begins to do? The body just said, okay, pain at toe, right? <laughs> So the first thing the brain says, bladder, <laughs> shut down.
0: <laughs> you don't need to pee
2: anymore.
3: <laughs> you don't have to go right now.
2: Yeah.
3: The toe is hurting, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And then the brain says, hand, grab the toe. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So the hand goes for that toe, right? And then the body says, left leg. You're gonna to have to hold us up. <laughs> so the left leg is saying, I got you. <laughs> Hand is saying, I got you, toe. <laughs> I know you're hurting right now. I know you're going through. It's gonna be okay. Right? And then the body says, Lungs, get more oxygen in here. <gasps> right? <laughs> and then the and then the brain says, tongue. Say bad words. Say bad words. And then the brain says, You can't say that. (laughs) So then the brain says, Okay, just go. "Mm." (laughs) That's funny. Mm.
1: I didn't mean to get on the soapbox. um,
3: And then the body says, Okay, left leg, hobble me back to the bed. (laughs) And hobbles you back to the bed, and you get on your back. And then the body says, okay, stomach, do (laughs) sit-ups. All this is going on because of what?
0: A little pinky toe.
3: A little pinky toe. The little pinky toe was hurting,
0: Mm
3: -hmm. right? So when you don't go to church and you're hurting, guess what the rest of the body, they don't know. Why? Because you're not there. Mm -hmm. So if you're hurting, you detach yourself. Well, I don't need church. I don't need to be around people. Okay, when Grandma dies and go to heaven, or Mama passes away and you're hurting, who knows if you're not attached to the body? But if you're attached to the body, right? Oh, you're hurting. You're going through something. I got you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hold you up. I'm gonna shut. I'm gonna shut this down until pain subsides once the pain subsides on your toe the hands say you good i'm good mm-hmm. legs say two legs let's go <laughs> bladder says okay where were we <laughs> where were <laughs> <are> we <laughs> let's get back at
2: that
0: okay. let's get back at that, yeah.
3: let's get back at that. Yeah. all because you hit your pinky toe your whole body shuts down
0: He said
3: he didn't mean
1: to get on a soapbox. You know who you're talking to? I know. Mr. Pastor. Mr. Soapbox. I I told you to shut (laughs) me down if
3: I I get on a roll. But you frame your world. That's how we came up. Framing your world ministry. That's how we got that. God created us in his image and his likeness. For you to frame your world. You frame your world by the words that come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. God spoke what he wanted to see, right? Is everything perfect?
2: No. Is
3: everything going according to what God really wanted to see? Mm -hmm. No. Why? Because there's evil in the world, Mm -hmm. right? Is everything going to go perfect for you? Is everything going to go right? No. But when things didn't go right for God, did he just quit and just Mm see? No. He's still letting it go and he's still here. To help you, that's why he's called a savior. And he's going to A savior his comes mission. in to help you mm-hmm. and say, hey, I can't do this, I need a savior. That's where Jesus comes in. Hey, get me out of this. When Peter was in the boat and there was a storm and he said, Lord, is that you? He said, it is I. And he said, can I, Peter asked the question, can I come? Can I walk on that water? And the Lord says, yes. Peter stepped out of the boat and began to walk on top of the storm. So you have the ability to walk on top of your storm. Mm -hmm. But Peter began, the Bible says, began to look at the waves and the winds and he started going back down. See, a lot of times we take our eyes off the master and begin to look at what's going on around us. And that's when we begin to go back down. But even though Peter was going back down, the Bible said that he called upon the master again and said, save me. And the Bible said Jesus grabbed him by the hand, picked him up and put him in the boat and said, oh, you have little faith. In other words, he was saying, don't look at the storms. Don't look at what's going on around you. Keep your eyes on the master. He will see you through in the midst
1: of your storm. We could go. So God, many- I could
0: keep going, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the gist that I wanted to get across was we are created in the image of God. We have the power and dominion over our own life. Of our
3: own life. And we
0: don't have to fall victim to what this world he is doing to
1: us. It, he gave you dominion over your life. One thing I've learned from this today is that dominion isn't a bad word, mm. dominion isn't. You know, when you say dominate in this world, in our culture, domination has a negative connotation sometimes in in dominating someone else. You know, as a defender, you want to dominate the player that you're covering, right? Right. Or if you're getting a pitcher's pitch into you, you want to dominate that pitcher or the pitcher wants to dominate the batter. Those are all the the ways that first pop in my head. But dominating your situation means lording over you taking, you're over, you're that. taking yes. over that situation in a positive and way. And say, it's not going to dominate me. That's right. My yes. thoughts are not going to dominate me. I'm going to d- dominate my mind. My mind. I'm going to win the war in my mind. My mind is saying, I can't do this. No,
3: I'm going to dominate that. Or I thought. don't feel
1: like getting up. I or I don't feel like, like going no, there. No, I'm going to get up. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. I don't think I can hit my goals. No, I'm going to hit my goals. That's dominating.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Right? That's dominating you're mine. Mm-hmm. Because if you do not,
1: it's gonna dominate you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's
1: right. And I think that's the thing, is it's not passive. It's it's coming at you. Yeah. You can be passive. You can choose to do nothing. But you're gonna get run over by the evil of this world. By right. the, by something like else. The four lepers. Right. You're just gonna get you're just gonna die out there. You're gonna die. And, but it, so it's on purpose, intentionally framing your world, intentionally deciding that I'm going to change, dominate my thoughts, intentionally setting goals, writing them down, talking about them, sharing them with other people so that I can accomplish those things and dominate what I was given to dominate to do
2: mm-hmm.
1: period. Right. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think it has to be a thing you do on purpose. Right.
0: Can we drop the mic now? Drop the mic. Drop the <laughs> mic. <laughs> Because, Man, thank
1: you so
3: much because Jesus there was a parable where Jesus gave one a <laughs> <goes my> talent <laughs> yeah. you a talent yeah. Yeah. and another talent yeah and he says and he went away to a far country and came back and said Todd what'd you do with your talents I hid mine what'd you do with your talents <sighs> Kim what'd you do with your talents mm-hmm. and he went to all three and he said well what you gave me I dominated I created three more talents Melissa well, what you do I, I dominated it. Oh, you want to be the high one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you Kim, dominated. What you do? I took what you gave me, and look what look what I've done. He say, "Oh, you've been faithful over a few things. Let me give you more." Here, Todd. Here, Kent. Well, listen, what you do. I well, it. I was afraid. hmm mm-hmm. I was fear set in my mind. I, I didn't can't. dominate, so I just I hid the thought in my mind, so that it would I wouldn't lose it. So it wouldn't grow. I didn't. Manifest. I didn't speak it. I didn't frame it. I just hear He said, weeping and gnashing of teeth for you, mm. right? That means for the rest of your life, you're going to always be weeping and barely making it. That's not how he wanted us to be. He wanted us to multiply what he gave you. Mm-hmm. And so when he, the scripture say, saying, when he came back, he said, You know what? You've done so, good. you've made eight homes. Mm-hmm. I am going to open up a window for you to do 800 homes.
2: Mm-hmm. That'd be
0: cool. <laughs> right? Yeah.
3: Or if you'd have got that vision to say, nah, look, that's impossible. No. Nothing's impossible
0: with God. Nothing.
1: All right, let's wrap this up before he starts preaching again.
0: Okay, one more thing. Also, (laughs) God will use anything to get your attention. Anything. Secular, Christian, whatever you want to call it. He will. He will get your attention however he needs to. He will get your attention. That's my other little nugget for the day.
1: All right, well, thank you. (laughs) We have been blessed to have you here. Literally. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Somebody needed to hear that. They need to dominate their world, their, their, their tasks at hand and and be intentional about it. I appreciate that. Bless your church. I hope you keep growing. Need a bigger building? Mm -hmm. Yes. Great. Yes. Um, It's called Framing Your World Ministry. Framing Your World Ministry. And it is, tell me the address. It's
3: 2405 Lifehouse, L-I-F-E-H-A-U-S, Lifehouse Lifehouse Industrial (laughs) Drive, New Braunfels, Texas. Seven eight one three zero, Sweet 213. Got it. That's right. Take the Bucky's exit right mm. off the 306. Google Framing Your World Ministry. Google Framing you Your World it. Ministry. Yeah. <laughs> They're on Facebook
0: too, and for those of you in other you, countries. Yes. <laughs>
3: and if your world is upside down and it's in darkness, we're here to help regenerate your vision, regenerate your mindset, get you back to be in the image that God has created you to be.
1: Beautiful. And God wants you to be fruitful and to dominate. Multiply. Not divide. So everybody needs to multiply, not divide. And have a wonderful week. Hope you dominate what you're doing. And if you need anything from us, you let us know.